0: Of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones here today on the Act of Worship podcast. I'm going to be discussing something today that I think is relevant to all believers, not just worship leaders, and that is the importance of clarity in gospel communication. Um, Words matter, and over the years I have seen um, many debates, some serious, some not so serious, over uh, words and in communication. Um, uh, One side pitted against the other, one side saying, uh, this matters, and the other side saying it's just semantics. And so how do we deal with clarity in gospel communication? Maybe you have had heated conversation, uh, conversations with believers or non-believers alike uh, on maybe seemingly controversial theological topics. Um, now, we are the church, the unified church. There's one church, one Lord, one baptism, one faith. We are one body of Christ. And so as unified and loving Christians, it's a difficult aspect um, to, um, to learn how to handle disagreements. How do we um, navigate those treacherous waters of, of uh, theological issues that are, uh, some of them, controversial and difficult to discuss? A few months ago, um, I had a commentary that centered around orthodoxy and how we determine what, what is orthodox. And I made the point that the older I get, the less orthodox items there are. In other words, there has to be room for disagreement in the church. It has to happen if we are going to be unified and still love each other. We have to leave room for disagreement, particularly on secondary issues. But I would also offer the necessity of clarity in gospel communications. Uh, secondary issues do not equate to meaningless issues and that is the idea that some people have semantics or not we not only benefit from clarity in our words but whether dealing with preaching singing or um, general conversation songwriting any of those communicative communicative, uh, devices i want to submit to you that we're called to clarity in gospel communication and so the tendency is often to negate the importance of words in communication And we do that not just with theological issues, but with many things. And uh, clarity is vital. Words mean and imply vital elements which we knowingly or unknowingly communicate. And so regarding clarity in gospel communication, I have three things that we need to be mindful of in our dialogue with other people uh, and even in our dialogue with God, including corporate prayer or um, corporate worship. So let me give you these three thoughts that I have. The first one is that uh, if, if it is in the Bible, it's important. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That's 2 Timothy 3.16. The word all, all Scripture... Uh, that encompasses secondary issues, and while, it might be tempting to equate secondary with unimportant that's not the case yet we often do that. The reality is that if a word or a topic is in the bible it's important, and certainly it's it's possible to create false emphasis to biblical words through interpretation. But the words themselves are important. And what I mean by that is often we give too much emphasis to a word or a topic. Um, And we don't want to do that. But to write it off and say it's not important is wrong. If it's in the Bible, it is important because every word in the Bible is important. And so for that reason, Christians should strive for clarity and to do so um, by not negating the words of Scripture. The text exists for a reason. We have the canon of Scripture for a purpose, and so we shouldn't assume that some words in the Bible are more important than others. This is why a lot of uh, Bible publishers are moving to not having red-letter editions. Um, Many still do. Some people want that. They just want to know that the words that Jesus spoke are in red, but... um, if you're not careful, the implication can be well, these words are more important because Jesus spoke them when every word in the Bible is equally as important. And to be honest, Jesus spoke all of them. <laughs> uh, the Word of God, the Bible centers around Jesus Christ. And so every word in the Bible is important. And while not every issue is salvific, in other words, it's not dealing necessarily with salvation. Every word of the Bible collectively uh, collectively is salvific by its very nature. Uh, in other words, even in secondary issues, the biblical te- uh, biblical text itself points to the gospel story. The Bible tells the gospel story, and so all of the Bible collectively is salvific in nature. And so clarity is crucial. It's vital to gospel communication. And we shouldn't be lazy in our communication, but we should strive for precision and clarity which brings me to my second thought we never get it completely right and we must be okay with that Uh, by nature human beings want to be in control and we have a problem when we're not in control when we are not in control and when we make mistakes it bothers us but mistakes are a normal part of human life by our very nature, we are imperfect. We are sinful people. We are born into sin, conceived in sin. And so this is a reality that we must understand uh, and be okay with. Not, not be okay with sin, but we have to realize that that is who we are by nature. We are imperfect people. And even as we are preaching the gospel as Christians, as we sing the gospel, as we write gospel-centered music, and as we communicate the gospel with other people, we will never get it completely right. While we are here on earth being conformed to the image of Christ, until we are perfected, we will not ever get it completely right. And what I mean by that is, yes, we can get the gospel right. Yes, we can get the message right. But as far as those theological nuances that we discuss, which again are important, uh, they may be secondary, but they are important. Every word in scripture is important. Uh, we're going to get those wrong sometimes, and that's why we need room for disagreement. Um, similar to the way we need to approach secondary issues, the fact is that that we won't employ object, uh, objectively precise words in our communication And that should not deter us from trying, even though we know we're not going to communicate perfectly every single time. I'll give you an example. There are times when I preach, pretty much every time I preach, I uh, leave thinking that I should have said something differently than the way I did. Uh, Why did I say it that way? And it bothers me sometimes, but we have to be okay with that and realize that we are imperfect. But that's not an excuse not to try for precision and clarity. Even in our unintentional wrongness. First uh, 1 Corinthians one twenty one, the Apostle Paul says, God uses the foolishness of preaching. He's probably referring to my preaching. Uh, using such a truth as an excuse for laziness, in other words, saying that I'm not going to get it right, and using that as an excuse for laziness is to effectively abandon the call we know God has given us to know him and to make him known. God is manifold. The Bible is manifold, and we as his servants must strive for clarity in gospel centered communication. The message we preach is the most important message to humankind. And so we should not use the fact that we are imperfect and that we are going to get it wrong sometimes on those theological nuances. Um, we should not use that as an excuse not to preach the gospel. We walk both ways on a two-way highway, and it should be that we strive for clarity and precision in gospel communications. Yet we must also be okay with the fact that that in our continued sanctification, we will not get our chosen words completely correct at all times. There are times when trying to discuss theological issues where we misunderstand or we misspeak even. Maybe we understand it, but uh, we don't clarify what we are saying. And so it's not us listen to this it's not us it's not Christians who save people it is Jesus Christ hear me clearly on that we cannot save anyone it is Jesus Christ is the is the holy spirit and is the father son and spirit who saves people triune god And so we have to strive for clarity and trust the work of the Holy Spirit to use the foolish words that we prepare to communicate the gospel, whether through preaching, songwriting, public praying, even that communicates a message or daily conversations. We won't get it right, but that's not an excuse not to try. And we need to trust the Holy Spirit will use the words that we have A third thought I have on this is that while our best is worthless compared to God, we should never excuse sloppiness. Um, I'm centering around excuses quite a bit today because I notice people writing off secondary issues as if they're not important when they are and using that as an excuse for sloppiness. Uh, uh, When something's not clear and someone approaches someone and says, well, Um, I think you, maybe you meant this, you said this, but maybe you meant this. Often someone's response is, well, um, you know what I meant and, and no, that's not the case. Not always. People don't always know what you mean. And we shouldn't assume that we should never excuse sloppiness. If we use secondary issues and imperfection as, as excuses for lack of clarity, we cheapen the gospel and there's no excuse for sloppiness in gospel communication, And when we employ sloppiness, we should correct our mistakes. It's vital. It's important for God's people to live in the reality that the best offering of any human is worthless compared to the glory of God. Yet our call is to excellence at all times. As we preach the gospel, we should trust God to use the delivery of the message and to intervene in every word that's communicated. But if we make excuses for lack of clarity, we cheapen the gospel, which is the central message of the Bible in every single word, even those seemingly unimportant words, it is still the gospel that is the central message. And so either the entire Bible is effective or it's not. And by negating certain parts of scripture or writing off its importance, we don't communicate the whole counsel of God as we're told to do in Acts 20, 27. Is our, best, is our best worthless compared to God? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> our best is nothing compared to the holiness of God. Is the whole counsel and narrative of Scripture effective by the power of the Holy Spirit? Yes, God uses the foolishness of preaching. And so we should trust God's work in communicating the gospel as clearly as possible without cheapening the message on account of our imperfection. And so in conclusion, words matter. People can try to say all they want that they don't, that it's just semantics, but words matter. And while the church is comprised of many imperfect people, we serve a perfect God who is also perfecting his people. And the gospel message changes people. The words of the Bible proclaim the whole counsel of God. And in, in the foolishness of preaching, the entire narrative of scripture, controversial uh, topics included... Yields a far greater effect than presenting a human understanding of God. So, clarity is vital. Words matter. And let us strive for excellence and trust God to help us grow and continue to use us where we fail as imperfect communicators. The difference between two words might seem subtle and unimportant, but words matter. Clarity in gospel communication is crucial. Let us be faithful to our call to preach the gospel in the most clear and precise manner possible. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.